Welcome to the Sunday Poems. I'm Ken Hayda. This is episode number 43. Thank you for joining me. I especially want to say thank you to listeners from around the country and to uh, quite a few listeners from uh, overseas countries as well. I appreciate you tuning in each week, as well as to my friends in Oklahoma and Texas and other places close by. We're in the midst of summer here in Oklahoma, and between the temperature and the humidity, we're pushing 100 degrees daily, all day long. But also in the midst of summer, we have uh, a lot of fruit festivals here in Oklahoma, peach festivals and watermelon and blueberries and all good things like that. And I want to read a poem to start the program which celebrates that life here in Oklahoma. I was asked by the Tulsa Voice, a fine publication out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, to write a poem about peaches for their article on some of the summer fruit festivals. And so I wrote a poem called Basket of Peaches, and I want to dedicate it to my friend Becky in Arkansas, who is a faithful listener, and especially because one of the lines in the poem is a line that she contributed to this poem. Basket of Peaches In the afternoon sun, golden strands glow just right under a bright red rim, blend with pink, soft purple fruit, one stacked against another, one on top peeking above the others, the one you will touch first and hold like the hand of a child, feel skin soften your own callous flesh. Then set it aside to inspect two or three more. Consider the paradox of firm skin covering a river of juice. Anticipate a sticky stream from the corners of your mouth dripping down to your elbows. You decide on the whole basket. They belong together. For a time, everything fits. The world is fine. An eternal garden. You set the basket on a dependable table covered with patterned cloth, adjust window shades, evening sunbeams slip through, yellowing a basket, rimmed in red, full of the sweet promise of tomorrow. Basket of Peaches In these rough, godless, soulless days of political strife that we're enduring now in the United States, maybe we should turn to a basket of peaches full of the sweet promise of tomorrow. I want to change directions now, and I want to read a poem from Jim Barnes. Jim Barnes, perhaps, is the finest, one of the finest, certainly, technicians, master craftsmen of poetry that we have in the United States. Jim is a translator of Indo-European languages and a number of his poems and his collections are being translated in languages around the world as well. Jim is Choctaw and the poem of his I'm going to read is titled The Exact Center of the World, which references a Choctaw burial mound. I think the poem moves beyond that in its associations. The exact center of the world. 
by Jim Barnes. The owl among the trees, screaming like a mad mother's ghost, is gone. The mound of the guarding owl has sunk, its skull nearly level with the ground. The stones move in. A new forest in twisted form crawls to the place you found hard midnight at fifteen. Heard the screech owl scream, the moon fall, and the breaking of ancestral bones. Here you knew a first real fear and ran past the second wind you never felt. Dark times. But now the moon is back and your eyes clear in the chalk of night. Now you know all the ghosts are dead, except the one never laid to rest. This mound and this clearing is the exact center of the world. All things move round it, and here sundown explains nothing. Jim Barnes, the exact center of the world. I want to move now to my friend Philip Carroll Morgan. I want to read from his book, published by Salt. The book is titled The Fork in the Road Indian Poetry Store. And I want to read three poems of Phil's. The first one I want to read is titled Mixed Blood. Mixed Blood. Billy Dan called, loaded on lithium, as I strode toward the door. If I hadn't stopped to play one more song on the piano, I could have avoided the call. Billy's mother is born of Scotch clans people and Polynesian fishermen. His grandfather, Mr. Willie, the last Cherokee medicine man in his Arkansas family. Billy's Kitawa dad, Sergeant Charlie, once killed Buddhist monks offering sanctuary in their temple in Laos. Billy, like me, grew up in the black hole gravity of Oklahoma City. He's still incarcerated there by the razor-sharp guillotine in his bloodlines. Finally, off the phone, I drive away momentarily from the knowledge of anguish surfing asphalt lines through wooded hills to Nancy's Cafe. The exact point urban influence vanishes. Dibble, Oklahoma, see men framing a house in fair weather. Buy the 50-cent city paper for a quarter. Eat my breakfast. Drink my hot black water. Before thunder and lightning summon me to drive back home by back roads, slowly changing from white man to Indian like eroding wood wandering across Chickasaw lands once owned by my kin. It is a hard rain in January, a hard, clean rain. Mixed blood. Well, the poem is a bit dated with some of the references, but I think the social issue uh, remains and we can feel the courage of Mr. Morgan as he writes that poem. What I like about Phil's poetry, as I like in so many poets, is that the social issues resolve themselves in nature. And so 
that will become obvious in the next two poems of his, as it was hinted at in that poem, even as he is moving back into the Chickasaw lands. This poem is titled A Desert Love Poem, and though Phil is uh, Choctaw and Chickasaw from South Oklahoma, he, of course, loves all nature and he travels a lot and the poem here a desert love poem is set in the great bend region of southwest texas a desert love poem we were like two lizards walking upright with straw hats with walking sticks your sombrero had a stampede string under your chin and a wreath of silk flowers for a hat band Mine a gray cowboy-style crown, all wrinkled, crimped, and shaped. I am a Tanaja in the Mexican sense, all full of poems, an earthen jug filled with metaphor, simile, rhyme. As we kissed at first light, my mouth was filled with all the flavors of the desert, a tea of ocotillo leaves, soltol bulbs, and resurrection plant. I am still not sure what you are, the West Texas wind, the northern Mexico wilderness, a mountain lioness surveying the big bend in the Rio Grande from her cave in the cliffs, a yucca bloom, a creosote bush, the big dipper whirling around the north star and a black sky. You are an enigma, like the desert, an enchanting irresistible enigma. Your pathways are compelling, but not marked. Your combinations are endless. Your beauty's infinite. You are an intricately planned garden. Your flora, the champions of the plant world. I am in every sense ignorant. Your mysteries simultaneously resolve and rebuild. My fascination increases with every journey into your wildness into your peace. I am a cactus wren darting between your thorns. I am the bear drinking from your springs, the bee at your blossom. I am sand healed by your winter, annealed by your summer. You are the desert. I am in wonder. A Desert Love Poem by Phil Morgan and now we'll end today's program with a third poem by Morgan, Before Dawn. Here we're back home in the Southern Plains. Before dawn, there's a motion outside in the woods, the hills. It moves like a fog in the hollers, in the yip of yellow dogs. There's a motion outside in the trees. It's an acorn cracking open ripe, the sound of the earth meeting sky. There's a motion outside. It's a wiggle worm in the soil of the earth greeting sky. There's a motion outside. It's an unnameable in the sound between earth and the sky. Before dawn, a desert love poem and mixed blood by Philip Carroll Morgan and his book, The Fork in the Road, Indian Poetry Store. My poem, A Basket of Peaches, recently published in the Tulsa Voice, 
and Jim Barnes's poem, The Exact Center of the World. Thank you for joining me. I'm Ken Hayda. Until next week with the Sunday Poems.